Behind the Numbers, a podcast to keep you up to date with football cards and the hobby. Prism Mania is among us. We have Ty back with us finally on the show today. Talk about Prism prices, the proc within the first two weeks of release, and we'll catch up in five takeaways from week 13 and updates on the rookie performances. But Ty, you got Master Mahomes behind you. So good to have you back, man. It's been a long uh, hiatus for us in our little uh, tie to tie. But uh, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. Hey, hold on real quick. I've made this just for this episode. Week 13. I mean, how cool is that? When you get tie, you get quality. That's what I like about having you on. Instantly, my graphics grade has gone from a 3 to a 10. I have to get the backgrounds. People try to see my basement, so we'll have to work on that next. <laughs> Thanks uh, for having me on, man. Thank yeah, you. buddy. How have you been? Good. 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 How's, how's life in Kansas City as you guys are now uh, right in the thick of the one seat again? A little interesting the Steelers That's lost today. True. You know what? I'm glad Shani was not on tonight because I would have been <laughs> such a hard time. Man, brutal. brutal. I don't want to hear Pittsburgh's the number one seed. Pittsburgh's the best in the FC. Not anymore. No, no. It was a crazy game for sure. Um, <laughs> overall, things have been great. Uh, we have – it's just been an insane – yeah, it was just a crazy week. Uh, a lot of upsets this week. Um, you know, prisms hot, heavy breaks everywhere. Cards selling like crazy everywhere. Um, what are you thinking so far? This the, the football? Are you just talking about football in general, or even just football hobby? It just seems like it's kind of popping right now because of prism, obviously. Yeah, first off, I can't believe it's week thirteen. We're talking about week yeah. thirteen. I mean, that just was like that. I feel like every year that happens, right? The NFL season, you're like, oh shoot, yeah, fantasy playoffs have started. Yep. Um. Yeah, I, I mean, look, I think the NFL season has been outstanding. Yeah, I've been more engaged and excited about it than ever. Uh, I tell you what, though, this was uh, this was a eye-opening week for Justin Herbert. Yes. Well, there's got the numbers to yeah, prove. Right? But Belichick versus rookie quarterbacks, he's got an insane record and really has a tough time rookie quarterbacks do against him. So it was bound to happen. It was bound to happen. He's going to have that setback game for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, definitely eye-opening for sure. Um, but yeah, we thought we'd just jump right into Prism. So that's the main topic for the you know the oh. show in terms of the product that's what everybody's been waiting for. It's here. It's it's out. It's uh, it looks incredible. Um, we'll kind of talk about that. But I just want to go through real quick, just kind of update people on the wax prices as they've kind of came out super hot and they're kind of tailoring down to more reasonable. They're still high, but still pretty reasonable. Cell uh, mm-hmm. cell packs are down to forty each. Uh, hanger boxes are fifty five each. Blasters are seventy five each in your retail um, kind of. Mm-hmm. checking out i guess you could say uh you know the blasters came out right off the hop i don't know if you know it's tied but they're 145 to 140 out the gate being bought I've, i saw people buying them on facebook for that i saw them selling on ebay for that so they were being gobbled up in insane 7x prices i just couldn't fathom <laughs> um so they're down to 75 which is definitely more reasonable it is interesting because i do feel like it's come down a lot faster than Mosaic did. I really wonder if maybe we can look at something like that later, but it does seem like Prism's coming down to earth a little bit quicker than what Mosaic did. I'm not sure why. Maybe just because Mosaic came out right at the peak of the start of the season, maybe. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, no huddle boxes, 725 to 750, and then the hobby boxes are just right at 975, just under a K per box. It's kind of what we're looking at for the wax. So mm-hmm. first off, what's your take on those like wax prices? And then secondly, mm-hmm. do you like the product? What do you, have you seen much, or what are you thinking about Prism so far? Yeah, uh, I do like the product. I'm, I'm excited to see some in person. I haven't seen any in person yet. Um, my, my theory on why Prism's dropping, yeah, I think you're right. It is dropping faster than Mosaic is because 
one, I don't think we realize how important Joe Burrow was. Yeah. Joe, that affects prices. Two, uh, Herbert's had a couple mediocre weeks. And then three, I think people are realizing that Tua is not exactly – he's not exactly a tier one quarterback. He's not going to be that guy that's going to carry a product. He's a – he's going to be average. And so I think it's just like the reality of things setting in. And also they overreact the prices one way. They're going to overreact the other way. I think it will resettle probably somewhere between where it is now, 10 15% higher. That's kind of where I think oh, it'll sit. Okay. So you think we're at a low point now for Wax. That's a good point. That's something – I do. Yeah, I do. I don't think there's a ton of it made first – I mean yeah. – relatively speaking and you don't have any other competing product until contenders comes out and that there's no retail and contenders there is but no one cares about it so right right yeah and then we just have yeah just a little bit of optic but you said that's yeah that's that's true. Optic, optic will be big when is that hitting january february yeah it's yeah. kind of like a mid playoffs it's a very interesting time for that product to hit i always feel like because you're always you're kind of coming down from football so i feel yeah. like that product doesn't get the the notoriety it should really um you know i've seen quite a few prison breaks i'm pretty involved in watching those and been involved right. a couple and product is clean i definitely like the design a lot better than last year i think mm -hmm. the kind of it's more squarish looking which i i kind of like um just the variations and the, the different colors that there is a lot of colors so you have to kind of take that into account but a lot of them are they're just fantastic i've saw light blue burrow out of 79 pulled beautiful uh so my good friend pulled a uh, camo clay pool rookie out of 25 really cool card so just the cards are really awesome i think i plan next week i'm gonna try to get some pictures of the parallels and share with you guys on the show just to kind of give you an idea of what the different parallels look like there's so many might as well get a chance to see them because you might not have a chance to see them all so it's kind of my thought but i'm really impressed with it overall as well i think it's fitting the bill for what we are hoping for Absolutely. I'm just, I'm flipping through. I'm going to flip it over here so you can see some of these. I mean, there's, you're right. There's, I do the flamethrower stuff. The, the inserts this year have just been awesome. Yeah. Across the board. I've loved the yeah. inserts. The yeah. mosaic, the, right there. Yeah. The disco. I like the disco looks. The disco looks are always pretty good. Um, yeah. so a lot of mosaics still being sold. So that's kind of hard to make it look for prison. Yeah. We won't deal with that right now then. No, it's all good. Do you have a valuable card collection, but you put zero effort into storage? Do you keep your cards in a box like this? Or like this? Something like this? This? Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> what are we doing here? You need Pastime Marketplace. Pastime Marketplace is the Mercedes-Benz of sports card storage. The cases come in a variety of sizes. They're waterproof, airtight, dustproof, and extremely durable. If you care about your collection, visit PastimeMarketplace.com and treat your cards to the storage they deserve. Don't forget to use discount code BENCHCLEAR to get 10% off your order. So the uh, just kind of get into the rookie report, and then I kind of, with each of the rookies, yeah. I do kind of have their general um, Prism-based price right now. So their actual Prism cards, first couple sold, um, and we'll just kind of work from there. Yep. Uh, so Burrow, obviously, he's out with the injury. I haven't a chance to talk to you about that. Um, it does seem that the injury, we won't rehash this because I talked about it last week, but just he's going to probably miss time next year too. Yep. Um, how, just as from your perspective purely, how concerned are you about in terms of his – um, long-term quarterback status or like, are you really concerned or do you think he'll still be effective or is it like, how, how open are you to buying low on burrow during this injury time? Let's put it that yeah. way. Yeah. I, I don't think he'll hit a low until nine, 10 months from now. I wouldn't touch buying a burrow right now. Right. And, and I mean, here's the reality, right? I and mean, he's not going to come back until what, what are they saying? Like week six, 
somewhere yep. between like week three and week six. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have one of the better quarterback classes coming on already top. playing at that point. Right. I mean, you know how the hobby works, right? It's like, what do you got for me lately? What have you done yep. for me lately? Like they're going to be so focused on that, that rookie class that they're not going to be thinking about Joe Burrow coming back and buying his rookie cars from last year. I think that's just going to be the reality situation and it's going to present an opportunity. He's going to have to light the world on fire yep. <laughs> for anyone to see like great movement on his cards. That's and I think the crazy thing is one of my good friends just messaged me uh, that we talk a lot of product talk. And he just said, I can't believe what breakers are still trying to put the bangles for compared to Herbert. They're, they're still trying to put them right together. Yeah. And it's like, you can't do that because Herbert's base, which you're getting to is going for quite a bit more and Burroughs, the bottom's falling out and people know it. So actually it's actually been pretty hard. The Bengals have kind of been sitting on the table for pick your team formats. People aren't jumping at the Bengals price anymore. And to your point, like, I think you're right. I, you know, I thought soon the buying time would be, but now I think about it. I think as soon as that announcement comes or he goes on to uh, injured reserve to start the season next year, that's when you're going to want to buy. Cause they're like, Oh, he's going to be out for six more weeks. That's just, Absolutely. you know, then, then the bottom's going to fall out. Cause people think, Oh, he's not progressing or, you know, but yeah. it's a, he's got a major knee surgery reconstruction. It's going to take time. There's going to be a good buying window. If you do believe, I believe in the arm talent. I think that arm talent, I, I believe it'll still be there. I am more worried about him being on the Bengals more than I'm worried about Burrow. Like, will they actually get the pieces to not get him destroyed again? Like, will that actually be a point of emphasis? So that's yeah. kind of how I take on it. But I think there will be a better buying window for sure. Yeah. Well, and then real quick on that, the whole prism movement and stuff in general with obviously Burrow being out. But the X factor right now is Jalen Hurts. Yep. If, if he starts next week and he looked pretty good when he came in, if he starts next week, that changes the perception considerably, I feel like, of products for the rest of the year. Because then you have four quarterbacks. Yep. We're starting. Yeah, right, so watching that closely. Yeah, for sure. We'll get to him. He's a part of our buy sell, cool. so that'll be good. So we got, um, yeah. So Joe Burrow, he's like we said, talking. He's out. He's at ninety to one ten right now. His base is fluctuating. Just his base prism card. Uh, yeah. Herbert was twenty six for fifty three for two hundred nine and two picks against the Patriots. They got shut out. Like you said, probably his worst game of his career. Uh, yeah. Belichick has that effect on people. So. You know, we're going to see some bumps in the road with the rookie quarterback, and we definitely saw one there. Uh, Burrow's base, or sorry, Herbert's base is going for 175 for a just base rookie card. Mm. Uh, yeah, Tua's 75 to 100 for his base rookie card, 26 for 39, 296, and one touchdown. Definitely a slow start. His numbers look better than they were. Yeah. Uh, the, bang, the Bengals, uh, he just didn't do very – like the thing I watched with Tua in, in terms of evaluation perspective – He's really happy feet in the pocket. He is not common collecting the pocket. He is constantly mm -hmm. like on like the move, so his feet aren't off. Like he's trying to overset as a quarterback, keep his feet like rapid firing to the point where he's not comfortable in the pocket. <laughs> and so it's yeah. kind of, I think it's really affecting his timing and just affecting um, just his effectiveness right now. But I think that's something he can definitely develop. But your yeah. pocket awareness is an important quarterback attribute that people don't really pay attention to, um, and hopefully that can get better for him. So, so interesting. I, I I agree. It's, I'm not. I don't have the depth of knowledge like you do. So that, that's, that's a great point. But I also tell me from wrong. I feel like the ball does not come out of his hand as hot as it does at the quarterbacks. It just doesn't seem like he has the arm strength. He's got great touch. Yeah. He throws well on the run, but it doesn't seem to me like the ball comes flying out. No, well, not compared to Herbert or Burrow, the arm talent, I think 
not close. You watch Tua try to throw those 14-yard outs or those deep outs, and it takes a yes. while to get there. But Herbert and those guys definitely zip it. I definitely agree with you there. That's 100% on the money. Um, Hertz, another guy got us some time. Looks like that drum beat finally got loud enough that Hertz actually got a chance to show he could do a little bit. Haven't really announced if he's starting next week, but definitely something I'm sure is on the table. Uh, but Hertz came in. He was 5 of 12 for 109, one touchdown, one pick. He had five rushes for 29 yards. He obviously has a little bit better of a rushing component than Wentz. Um, he's going for 51 to $70 for his prism base right now. Uh, you said you were happy with his kind of little short stint against the Packers. You thought he did well? I did. I think, I mean, look, it's hard to come in. Uh, but what I what I liked is I felt like the Eagles were genuinely excited to have him in. Yeah, almost like the team. Right, and, and it happens every time a new guy comes in. You know, like everyone's excited. There's a change. Let's go get him. You know. Yeah. But I felt like it looked looked pretty real. I don't know how Peterson plugs Wentz back in. I just don't know how. It, I think you're right. Like this just seemed like that the energy was definitely different, and yeah. that, that that can happen. So kind of coming down to the tier two guys, kind of the receiver running backs. We got love in here, but CD lambs 10 to 15. He plays tomorrow. Justin Jefferson's 30 for his base prism nine for 121, one touchdown 30 is pretty high for a receiver. And I have another number for you later in the show. That's really surprising with him. Uh, Clyde Edwards, Alaire 10 for 15. He suited up, but didn't play cost me a fantasy matchup for being actively not active. <laughs> Jordan, Jordan love $25 uh, for his. He's not playing yet. Obviously T Higgins, eight, dollars to 10 for his base five for 56 claypool 15 dollars for him he was two for 38 tonight uh just in that tier two really receiver heavy uh jefferson lamb are kind of the cream of the crop uh claypool's getting in that conversation it's just a lot of mouths to feed in pittsburgh as we talked about before but yeah uh, thoughts on any of those guys at all um the more i watch minnesota the more i'm just impressed with jefferson yeah uh, i i think he stands out by far as the number one receiver in this class and that i mean that's incredible to say because i think you would have we we came into the season thinking he's four or five yeah and i think some of it just i mean you like you saw denver against the chiefs like Locke can't get judy the ball no <laughs> he's one for five. yeah i don't know if that's on judy if it's pro probably more so on lock yeah uh, so that's pretty frustrating and then lamb of course he's playing with you know the third string quarterback now and yeah um so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm just really impressed with Jefferson. Claypool, I've talked to Shani about this. He, he thinks he's rookie of the year, you know, and it's like I – it's so hard for a receiver to get that. Or, of course, quarterback's going to get it, but yeah, at one point he was having a historic season, but <laughs> – Yeah. It just, it just – for that rookie of the year, there's a couple things to think about is that, like, it's hard to say who the best receiver on that team is. Deontay Johnson's playing really well and Juju's yeah. there playing pretty well as, I mean, all three of them are playing really well. That's why their offense is tough. But I mean, you look at guys like who's been more valuable to their team. Antonio Gibson might be more valuable to this team. James Robinson has been putting up massive numbers, you know, like, you know, then obviously the quarterbacks and not to, you know, we just mentioned Jefferson. I think all those guys have done a lot of work this year that would be considered just tough for Claypool being in that system with three guys that are already pretty good. Um, but yeah, we'll get that kind of tier three here. Uh, DeAndre Swift, he actually looked good. I think it was two and a half weeks ago, concussion. He's been out. So yeah. we haven't really seen him for a while, unfortunately. Uh, Judy, as we mentioned, one for five. Uh, Dobbins uh, had plays tomorrow. He's been getting better, getting more time. He kind of working yeah. into that number one role finally. Chase Young, I think, is a big part of why that defense is really tough and why they are able to be a team like the Steelers. Um, people underestimate what that what D, a really good DN can do for a defense defense and i think he's kind of shown that he didn't get a sack or anything this week i just think he sets the he sets the edge sets the tone there 
Uh, Jonathan Taylor's coming to life 13 for 91, three for 44 and one touchdown. So he had a nice little splash two weeks ago, was out with COVID last week and got right back on track. So that's really encouraging to see him coming on. Yep. And his, his teammate is getting impressive. Well, as uh, Pittman five for 46. And then we'll just go through these kind of lesser guys. Well, I don't think James Robinson, not a lesser guy. He doesn't have a card yet, <laughs> but 18 for 78, one touchdown, six for 30. Uh, and then Rager one for 34, one for 11, a punt return touchdown. Akers is coming on. He's getting a lot of touches with the Rams. 21 for 72, one touchdown, one catch for 22 yards. Uh, Hamler, Moss, Mims. I really like Mims a lot as like a low-end sleeper guy. I've been targeting him in breaks. And then Antonio Gibson got injured tonight, two for 14. But again, long list of productive guys. Um, yeah. Any of those guys that I zipped through that you like more than most? Yeah, what an incredibly productive rookie class. I mean, yep. it's been exceptional. I mean, going back to why prices are so high, there's just so many good, good, solid players. Um, two guys that stand out to me, one, Chase Young is incredible. Yeah, Absolutely incredible. Like the Washington D is, I mean, what are they, third ranked? I mean, they're they're a really tough D. They really put it together with Ron Rivera over this year for sure. Yeah, I mean, you just don't want to play those guys. I don't, I don't, are they, are they in the, they're one game back, right? I want to say they're one game back. I know, I think they're, they're tied for, are the they Giants. tied? Okay. I think they're both five and seven, I believe, because they both won. <laughs> that, that's a team where, like, you, with Alex Smith just kind of managing the game, you just don't want to play those guys in the wild card round because their no. defense can shut down, can yep. shut down the team. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm also I'm very interested to see what happens tomorrow with Baltimore. Now that Ingram's back, does Dobbins get a majority of the carries? Yeah, uh, because he has been hot. He's been fun to watch. Yeah, so like two weeks ago, because they both were out with COVID last week. Yeah. I think it was two weeks ago. They both were there, and Dobbins still got the fair share. Ingram kind of slid back a little bit. Um, but we'll be see coming off COVID, we'll see how they get managed. But yeah. yeah, definitely Dobbins feels like he's taking that over. I think for me, I said it last week in the show, I think Denzel Mims is my sleeper. My main point with that is that if Trevor Lawrence goes to New York, boom, <laughs> you know, he's got a guy. Because like right now he's – he keeps getting two for 40, three for 70. He keeps making those big plays. Yeah. We have a lot of volume because they just don't have the trust to give a lot of volume to the quarterback position. So if they get a guy like Lawrence or Fields, like I just think he's going to really take off next year. Cam Akers, I, I liked him preseason. Definitely rough going, had the injury, but he's kind of battled back, and the Rams are starting to give him the, the, the share. 21 for 72 with a three-quarterback system. You get 21 carries of three quarterbacks. They're kind of making you the guy. And so he keeps, he keeps turning it on, so I like him as well. So getting off the rookies a little bit, I thought we'd kind of open up to hobby chat and I kind of wanted to put this section in because I do want to keep this show about the hobby. I know it's fun to talk about the stats and about the different yeah. things that happen every week with, within football, but you know, I just want to open it up to the listeners. You know, I'm seeing we're some great viewership of the show. So if you ever have a hobby topic, just put it in the comments. I'll put it down. We'll talk about it the next week, give you a little bit of influence that we talk about in the hobby chat. So I made the list today. I'm having tie on, but love to get you guys input going forward in terms of what you'd like to chat about in the hobby chat. So this week, First thing I want to talk about with Ty, and it's a good the price guru to kind of talk about, is the wax gap versus singles gap. So we talked a little bit just before we started the show about my perception, and this is pure perception. I wouldn't say I have the solid backing with it, but it does seem that wax keeps increasing, but the singles aren't getting way up there to to make you feel good about spending that much money on the wax. And in turn, makes me feel like we're getting pushed more and more to the smart play of just buying cards than buying cards to open. And I just want to get your kind of feeling on that as just, you don't have to have the numbers, just kind of your feeling on that and just what you think. Yeah, the smart play has always been to buy singles. Um, yep. I think now, so we just we just notice it more. 
<laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, because box prices are always crazy. Um, I mean, you go to any of the forums, you always get guys that pop in there and they're like, it's, it's a fool's game to open boxes and try to, to make your money back. You have to get lucky. And it is, that's the case these days. Right. <laughs> Unless you're opening basketball cards and you can get like $4,000 silvers, you know? <laughs> yeah. But then again, now I'm looking at the prison prices on basketballs, like boxes are like $10,000. It's like, yeah. that, it, there was no product two years ago, price right. $10,000 for a case. <laughs> not a I, I, I just can't fathom just because I'm just not in the realm of moving a thousand dollars around like 2000. I'm not, I'm not in that realm of that kind of movement. Yeah. And so yeah. when I see somebody go and buy the chargers for 800 bucks on like a four box break, you know, of hobby and they hit a, they hit a light blue, like whatever they hit. No, sorry. They hit a red cracked ice Herbert and they just broke even. I was like, man, you just got a hit and yeah. you just broke even on your buying. I just, that to me just, that makes zero sense to have that type of, you get excited about getting a hit and you just, you're still barely paying your way. So it's just well, the other element now that we have to factor in is now, now like your ability to, to turn a profit and opening card comes down to not just you getting the card, but now you have to get a card that's going to grade a PSA 10. Right. You know, if, if you get the card, it's not good enough now. Now you have to get the card that's perfectly centered, perfect surface, or else it's kind of like, oops, why did I do this? Yeah. And it's in that in your, buying the single you have the same gamble as open the card too like yeah you know, you know i mean like you, i mean the gamble might be a little bit more because it might have been looked over and being sold for a reason uh, but i think it's funny too that uh people assume that everything out of the pack is going to be good and it, it's not that's just not how it works <laughs> yeah no i mean especially this year i feel like there's been some releases i i opened some first time ever i opened hockey product this year mm -hmm. um mainly because i forgot i ordered it but i, I got it <laughs> and i'm like oh shoot well my book <laughs> And I went there in like young guns are obviously what you chase after. But right. I, I looked in the blowout forums before I, dug, I started opening these. And there was these, all these complaints about the conditions. And I'm like, oh, please don't let me have this. Every young gun for an entire case had a corner bent. Oh, jeez. A case of cards ruined. Wow. And it's just oh. like, I mean, that, that's in 2020. This should yeah. not be happening. No, especially with the emphasis of grading. You might be able to slide that by 10 years ago, eight years ago, right. but with the emphasis now, that's just, you, yeah, it's tough. Did you get any of the Rangers rookie? The, did you get any of the main guy? Alexis Lafreniere. Is that how yeah. you say it? Yeah, I think so. I think you hit that. It was good. Wow. Uh, I, did, I got a few. A couple of them I couldn't even sell or grade because they were in such bad condition. Yeah. Yeah. Probably why I'm seeing a lot of them trying to be sold raw right off the gate. They they came out pretty hot, but anyway. Yeah. Uh, so then I guess just off of that point, Ty, like tips on singles pricing out the gate. So in terms of big releases coming out, obviously I think we're all under the impression that buying right after release singles is not smart because you want things to settle and see where they come. Um, I'll just talk about like kind of the thing I do whenever it comes to release. I see a card that I like. The first thing I do is I look at a similar card, but a similar talent in the previous year. And I yeah. see we're at that now. And so like I said that with my, the luminous cards um, or like the Herbert luminous out of XR, I looked at the Kyler Murray and it was a third of the price um, for prism right now. Uh, Herbert's going for 175. I look back previous year and base prisms for Kyler is going for about 90. Now, obviously the grading chances for the Kyler might be less, but that's still a pretty big gap. Uh, what do you do when you're trying to figure out when you want to target some singles to buy? 
Um, yeah. So I think to your point first, um, so Starstock did that investment challenge for NFL. I think it was their 12, 12 sports card guys, a couple sports guys, and they all got $500 to invest in football cards. And mm-hmm. a lot of them gravitated towards buying the new guys. And all but two of them in the last 12 weeks have lost money on their original $500. And it's because it's a losing proposition to buy these guys at their peak prices. And it's, there's a lot of hype excitement, but like it's, it is a no win situation. No, it's yeah. Uh, like, right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But like the, the strategy is you go next year, the year after you go buy the Joe Burrows last year, when everyone was buying Zion Williamson, all you had to do is swoop in and buy Luka Doncic and you're going to, you're going to make money to pay off your house. Right. That's just insane. Like the second, third year guys are the guys that went through the frustrations of the rookie year and their sophomore junior years, they explode and the cards are, you know, they're reasonably priced and you have a chance to get in. So yeah, that's the play. Yeah. I think so too, man. I wish I would have gotten on that $500 thing. I could have helped, could have helped my uh, strategies. (laughs) You would have crushed you to crush it next year. I'll make sure Scott gets you into that thing. All right, thanks. So the <laughs> yeah, so, but the last topic of hobby chat I want to talk about that I think um, I think a lot of things come in this conversation. We can make it <laughs> as long as we want or as short as we want, Ty. But grading versus selling raw, um, how to decide which avenue to take. I think that is a constant struggle for most people in the hobby because everybody gains all these cards that are all great cards. That if they're graded, they're even better. How do you decide the grade versus don't grade? And I think that PSA and BGS is kind of forcing our hand more and more every year with the prices going up, making it tougher to grade base, taking chances on like a, you know, a guy that's not as well known. Like, you know, let's say you're grading Christian Kirks two years ago when he was looking like he could be good and now he's not, you know, how, what do you think about that? Kind of your decision process and going versus grading it versus just selling it raw. Yeah, so with with new cards, uh, it's a different approach uh, because obviously you're 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 you have an opportunity to sell cards raw at a peak price. Um, the I mean, the, the flip side is you can go grade and get so you go pay extra and get a PSA ten and sell the PSA ten at peak price too. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to be really careful with that. I mean, if you, I mean, the, the exception to the rule is if you get a high end card, you know, a low numbered card, a really well done, you know, autograph or, or silver or something like that probably makes sense for you to take a shot at grading it. Yeah. Even the $50 option at BGS or the $75 option at PSA, probably worth it. But like for cards that you're sending in bulk, my I always do is the simple math. If I add $20 to the price it's selling for now raw. And if I think it it's going to sell for that, or if I can prove it to myself that a PSA 10 or a BGS 95 and up will sell for at least $30 or more higher than it is right now, then it's worth me sending in. Right. Um, because I mean, you, you're going to pay all in, you're going to pay about $20 a card, somewhere between 15 and 20. And you got to figure the, the card is going to move 15 to 20% one way or the other. Um, right. So you have to add that in. And so just getting a simple spreadsheet out and kind of doing the math real quick will help you understand if it's worth it. Yeah. I mean, like perfect example. I think uh, one of the big, my first order that I had with you was I had no Tani in there and <laughs> he went yeah. from, he went from super well wanted, like wanted to nothing. <laughs> like, 
uh, like that's a losing proposition. So like the length is also an issue in this discussion, right? Because the the market so much can change if you're waiting, you know, yeah. over six months, which a lot of people are for both companies. Um, but I think that's something to consider too. Do you think that player has a longevity of keeping these prices? And, you know, the quarterbacks, sure. The, you know, the Cunhas, sure. The the yeah. Zions, sure. You know, that makes it harder to take a chance in those kind of second to third level guys. I think. Do you agree? I I totally agree. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think, I think the reality is like, we're going to continue to see the push towards great grading is at the center of everything. Like raw is going to be harder to buy. A lot of cards are going to be sent more cards are going to be sent to get graded. I think that's just the, the reality situation. And as a seller, I've said this before, I, I get, I get cards graded, not just because I think it increases their price, but because it protects me as a seller. There's nothing yeah. worse than selling a bunch of raw cards and you know you have zero seller protection on eBay. Right. Alternative now is I send them off a of star stock. Yeah. Use code bench clear. Use code bench clear. Yep. Uh, but I mean, that's that, even that's not quite there yet because they only accept rookie cards, right? So you right. got to figure things out. Which, which is smart for them to start there because that's the biggest pull. Like smart. that's what everybody's looking for. So yeah. I, I think that's, it's really smart by them and it'll grow. I think it's getting a lot of popularity. I'm hearing about it more and more every day. Just people talking about it, liking it, liking the interface. So that'll definitely yeah. be a good way for sure. Um, and then just to kind of, uh, kind of end with this is that, you know, guys, if you want to check out time basketball collector, Mike talked about the change with PSA, they got kind of bought out and kind of their thoughts and how that can change. So make sure to check out that in the podcast. And I think it's on, Bench clear YouTube as well, Ty, or is it? Just, I really, I was doing the podcast for you. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah, it's so uh, check them both out. It was a good show for sure to get a little perspective on that grading. Um, kind of get to the old school Mike's perspective and the new school Ty's perspective. So it's a good little contrast. <laughs> so kind of coming to the top five takeaways for Week 13. Uh, NFC NFC lease rears its ugly head. Giants win at Seattle and Washington just won today at Pittsburgh. What? So uh, what, are, what are your thoughts on that? I just couldn't believe those outcomes, especially the Giants, because the Giants won without Daniel Jones on the road on the east from East Coast to West Coast. That to me just I didn't see that coming at all. I don't get it. I just don't get it. Like, if I'm putting money on a team right now, it's Washington. Yeah. They have the veteran quarterback. They have the best defense. Like that's who I'm going with. Right. Uh, but – what a, what a weird season for that division. No, it's so weird because I just thought the Eagles, there's no way the Eagles could lose it, but we're finding out there is. There is a way the Eagles could lose it. They're they're pretty much, they're two games back now. So it's pretty crazy to see where that division's gone. Um, take two, uh, Taysom Hill starting to show that he's a starting quarterback. He's 27 for 37 for 232 and two touchdowns. Saints are rolling without Breeze, 3-0. and um, What are your thoughts on Taysom Hill? Before you answer, I was just going to say that you know, the week before he beat the Broncos out of quarterback through their whole quarterback breaking COVID protocol situation. So yeah, I won't say they're rolling, but today this this is the first week it felt like they were on track offensively. Um, but what are your thoughts on Taysom Hill and the Saints right now? Three three and zero without Breeze. Uh, impressed. I'm impressed. I got to see a lot of his through the red zones action and uh, his 17 contenders rookie. By the way, is taking off. I saw that. His oh my goodness. Three four hundred. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's yeah. Uh, but no, I he looked good. He looked yeah. he looked good. He looked very confident in the pocket. So right. good, good for them. I mean, yeah. good for the Saints. They they've been giving that guy a lot of reps. They believed in him, so it's paying off. 
Yeah, and I think the one thing that is people complain about his quarterback ability. He does kind of have a little whippy motion. He's not a very like smooth mechanical thrower, but his running game and his ability to just take off, I think, is not valued as much as people think. Like he is, he was a tight end for them. He is like an H back. Like he, the dude can move, so he will always have the dual threat. And I think Sean Payton's the biggest, the best offensive mind to me to trust. Him and Andy Reid are the best offensive mind guys yeah. in the league to trust. So if it's a guy that can make him succeed, it'd be Sean Payton. So I definitely think um, I think the Saints are a good spot. Whenever Breeze goes down, that defense says, okay, we're going to turn it up. And they play out. They play lights out. So um, we can see how they go for going forward. Who do you like between just real quick, Packers or Saints for NFC top team? Who do you like? Uh, I'm going with Packers. Yep. I think so too. The quarterback play. Uh, Packers defense is worrying me, but I think I think I'm going with the Packers as well. All right, Browns impress at Tennessee. They got out to like a 38 nothing lead. Uh, ended up only winning 41-35. to uh, Titans came back. Baker looks better, but the weird thing, the Browns, they improved to 9-3. and It's just so weird to see them 9-3 and because I've just seen them look so bad in the three losses. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Browns? Well, first off in that game, I got ripped to shreds four or five weeks ago when I was like, Tennessee is not in the same conversation as Pittsburgh and Kansas City. People were like, oh, you're crazy. Uh, okay. I yeah. think point proven, right? Uh, yeah, I think that week it was. The week before, they dominated the Colts, though, the Titans did. So the Titans, we just can't figure out. Their defense isn't good enough to be in that tier. I agree. You were right, sir. You were right. <laughs> now, I'm not saying you did. I'm not saying you did. I'm saying others in the comments. Oh, they did. Okay. <laughs> uh, um, no, man, I, I – look, Mayfield looked awesome. Yeah. What I, what I think is, is – I mean, Chubb is arguably the best running back in the NFL. Could be, uh, yeah. the best running back on Madden 2021. I just proved that with my son the other night. And <laughs> I mean, now that you got Mayfield and Jarvis Landry, like yep. connecting, like that took, I feel like all season. Cause Odell went, when he went down, was like, who's he going to build this connection with? Yeah. That's, that's legit, man. Yeah. Play action game's working. Play action games working. They're getting vertical. Yeah. I mean, who knows? They, I mean, they're a tough time for them to win the division. They're going to be a wild card team, but nine, three, I mean, they got, they have a good defense too. They, they can get it done. So it'd be interesting to see if they get something going and when it comes to playoff time. I know Shani doesn't think they're a threat at all. So we'll have to keep seeing how that works out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can you imagine a Cleveland-Pittsburgh matchup in the playoffs? Yeah, I know. I know. I, I, I tell you, Shani could not imagine that. but <laughs> You wouldn't hear from Shani in, in months. No, no. <laughs> Uh, take four Rams beat Arizona in the desert to take the NFC West back over um, with Seattle losing. Got the Rams back in the top of that division. Division's a very strong division, but the Cardinals are in a tough spot now. Cardinals are down to six and five. So they're two games back of the division right now. Kyler's beat up. I think people don't really know, but he's got a, I'm pretty sure he's got a sprain slash bruised AC joint. I think he's trying to play through. So I think his effectiveness has kind of gone down um, and they're just trying to weather it, uh, which is going to happen when you're running that much. But uh, thoughts on the Rams, uh, that division, just Cardinals, Kyler, anything? Um, I thought Rams were impressive. That's the team I just can't figure out still. I feel like they're just kind of like that silent assassin over there just doing their thing, you know? Um, but yeah, I, I, I think it was, was it when they were playing Seattle when, when Kyler got hurt, I saw the injury happen. They didn't really talk about it. And then like a couple plays later, like, I think he's not feeling so hot. Yeah. And he is not the same quarterback. Right. I think he's 
definitely injured. So definitely, definitely something to monitor. Still a scary team because the Cardinals are still in a position to kind of sneak into that because it's seven teams now for the playoffs. They're still in a position to make the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, and they could definitely still be a tough matchup because their defense is pretty solid. And they obviously with Kyler, you're going to have a chance. But really interesting to see how they do. That division has been really intriguing all year. The Seahawks, Rams, and Cardinals, they're all really fun teams to watch. So, um, yeah. So last point, I thought – it's kind of weird as an ugly head finally a little bit as COVID spikes up this week, costing the Ravens a fair matchup versus Pitt. You know, they had to play without Lamar. They got smoked. Um, then the games this week, we have two games tonight on Monday night, and then we have a game tomorrow with the Ravens and Cowboys now because of COVID. Um, you getting nervous at all? You think we're just doing a good job managing and things are fine? Like, what are your thoughts on COVID right now in terms of how it's going through the season? Yeah, I mean, I think it's to the point now where you can't you can't move games around, and you got to play them, right? You yeah. have to play the games. So, I mean, it just is what it is. I mean, you have to. I know, I know, the Pittsburgh team was most of the team was upset that they were moving the games around. Like, hey, we're protecting ourselves. Like, you guys protect yourselves. Yeah, that's what they're saying. And I kind of agree with that. Just like, hey, if it happens, it happens. The problem is. It's not just people who get it. It's the contract contact tracing where it's like if you were, you know, like the Broncos, right? The guy slipped off the mask in a stretching drill. It's like, and all of a sudden they, they all can't play. It's like, this is tough. It's just tough. Yeah. Right. Unfortunately, That's they have the protocols though. You know, it's kind of like follow the rule. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I, mean I, I, yeah, I get it. I get it. I totally get it. But it's, it's not just people who get it now. It's, you know, four or five layers down that can't play. And it just makes it tough to feel the team. Oh yeah. More uncontrollable variables. There's not a lot you can't control for sure. Definitely. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I think we, I'm with you. I think that they're managed the best they can. They're, I mean, it sucks that the Ravens kind of lost that, but, but to be fair, they kind of already out of the division really, I think. <laughs> so I think that they're going to be a wild card team at best anyways. Once they get up to speed, they're still going to be a threat as a wild card team, just like they were before. So I don't think a lot got lost in that other than kind of everybody wanted to see that good rivalry game, which yeah. definitely was a tough game to miss. Uh, definitely didn't like watching RG3. That's for sure. He <laughs> uh, got hurt again. Yeah, I know. So we got buy, sell, hold. Uh, this time I switched it up this week to this guy or that guy. So which guy would you take if you'd like? Um, so first one, Jalen Hurts. I went just picked up some kind of random cards. This one actually has a little bit of purpose because I had one. I sold it today though. Jalen Hurts quarterback uh, mosaic silver rookie autograph for two ten. Jordan Love quarterback Green Bay mosaic silver autograph for one twenty. So which of those kind of Hurts is getting the start? But do you still like Hurts all day? Yes, all day two ten. So Jalen Hurts train. Oh yeah, all I'm right. a Hurts fan. I think he's gonna do really well. Okay. Yeah. I actually, I've sold mine for Hertz. I, I'm kind of getting out a little bit while it's hot, what people think he's going to start. I just worry about his passing just like long-term. Uh, just remember him at Bama. Like, it, like, like a lot of guys in the Oklahoma system look like they can throw. Uh, I need to see him actually be the thrower to really go in on him. But I'm a little bit of a sell in terms of Hertz. If you guys get a high point, that's just me personally. Do it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It hits a pretty high. I mean, if he's hitting 210 for a sticker autograph rookie card, I mean, that's still a pretty good spot. <laughs> for mosaic too why prisms out but yeah uh this one i went a little afc east for you uh tua you already talked about your thoughts on Tua. So this might be an interesting one Tua prism Stiller 675 or josh allen's psa 10 for 3k so i do want you to keep in mind the price difference so mm -hmm. josh allen 3k for a psa psa 10 prism silver or Tua raw off release 675 what do you think about that 
I know you're a big Josh Allen believer in weeks two and three. See how you feel about that now. He's still uh, good. So I think, I think Josh Allen will be a top five quarterback for the next five years. So I think that three thousand dollar card probably is a five thousand dollar card in two thousand twenty two. Yeah, I'd go through Josh Allen. I wouldn't take, take a shot. Hopefully, hope hoping it's a PSA ten. All right, that's fair. So you're going to take the the safer bet, but cost you more cost. All right, all right, Ty. It's a good choice. Good choice. Um, I, I I think I just think that the, I like what the Dolphins are doing as a team, and I, so I see some upside there. But I, I do think that Josh Allen is probably the better quarterback, and I think I I think I do agree with you in the sense that that's a safer play that it, you'll find the nicer gains. You know, we there's so many factors that that too is a PSA 10, then we get that nice bump. And then if he plays well next year, we get another bump. But I think that the safer play would be Josh Allen. For sure. I'd probably go Josh Allen, not be as risky, because I'm a little bit worried about Tua's efficiency as well. Um, we jumped off the quarterbacks here. got some receivers. This is probably going to blow your mind, Ty. I don't think, you know, think you're going to be prepared for this one. I'm going to oh, start man. with AJ a- a- Brown, base prism silver, $59. Okay. And that's just raw. Justin Jefferson's and a 2020 NFL Prism Silver. What do you think that is at right now? Raw? Yeah. 125. 353. <laughs> <laughs> Prism Silver for Justin Jefferson's going for 353. Two of them. Two of them have gone over 300. Yeah. And it, it makes me mad because I like the guy so much. He's one of my, like I told you before, he's like one of my favorite receivers coming out. But there, you can't like, like that's so high. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is yeah. mind blowing. I, I would not have guessed that. I mean, I, <laughs> I was shocked. So I mean, AJ Brown's probably the safe play there for fifty nine. <laughs> but uh, I more put that on there to show you how crazy that price is. Well, shoot, you can get a two thousand nineteen Prism DK Metcalf PSA ten for three twenty five. Yeah, the silver or the base? Uh, the base. Still, but that's still crazy. Yeah. And DK is like my number one receiver going forward long term. So, yeah, that's crazy. Unreal. Unreal. Got a couple of running backs here. I got the high pick guy versus the low pick guy. So, I got Jonathan Taylor's 2020 Prism Silver out the gate is 40 bucks. Antonio Gibson 2020 Prism Silver is what, Ty? Uh, and I didn't look at any of these. I, I, this is truly guessing. I, I'm going to say. 250. Yeah, he's only 70. He's only 70, but he's for Gibson, which is still kind of low. But Taylor being 40 and Gibson being 70 does show the hobby is respecting Gibson more. And Taylor was obviously a second round, first round pick, right? So it is interesting to see that kind of change um, in the hobby's perception of the talent. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Well, I think it is obvious, though. I mean, that Gibson is like a. Uh, poor man's McCaffrey. I mean, yeah, yeah, him. right. Him and Robinson are both catching and running really efficiently every week. They're both top ten quarterbacks in fantasy or running backs in fantasy. It's been a really impressive year. Now Taylor's starting to come on, so that talent could start to come through. But I thought it was kind of interesting to see that people are now putting Gibson above Taylor in terms of value. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. All right. So. You know, get into our week uh, 14 games to watch. So next week, I thought a couple to mention. You can chime in on the ones you want to watch. Ty, you're going to watch. But Colts at Raiders, that's interesting because those teams are just so hard to 
which team's going to show up. Is it the Raiders against the Chiefs or the Raiders against the Jets? You know, uh, Colts are kind of the same way. They're really good against some teams and just not showed up with others. So I'm really interested to see who kind of comes up in that game to play. Um, Vikings at Bucks, just because the Vikings are kind of in a must win to keep their playoffs alive. And the Bucks are trying to reestablish themselves off the bye to get back to their winning ways. Uh, Steelers at Buffalo on Sunday night will be a really good one. And then Ravens at Browns on Monday night will be a good one. So got a couple of AFC North teams coming down uh, the stretch here to watch. Any of those games really interested you? Those are all great. Uh, I mean, Vikings Bucks is going to be exceptional. Uh, exceptional, but I think Ravens Browns. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I mean that that has a lot of implications for the AFC Wild Card. Oh, it does. I mean, the Browns could, if they win, they could put the Ravens in a tough spot, to even not make the playoffs, <laughs> which is crazy. Yeah, and so it's really, really crazy. So yeah, really see what Lamar's prices go if he doesn't make the playoffs. That'd be really interesting. But uh, yeah, so that was. Week 13 show, crazy. Thanks for being on, Ty. Uh, what do you got? Well, I'm done, man. I got I gotta I gotta show you some stuff. Oh, that's right. We got the the PSA. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Heck no. I was gonna oh, ask you about your holiday plan. <laughs> uh well, I'll tell you what, I won't even show it. I was, I'm gonna tell you a couple things uh, that I think are really, really crazy. Um, so let me pull this up. So for folks that are listening, we we run some analysis on PSA pop changes and obviously pricing changes. Who do you think in the last eight days, those eight days added the most PSA 10 population to their PSA pop counts. We've said, football, like a like quarterback? All the prime rookies that are playing now. For football. For football. All I would say I would say DK. Daniel Jones, 54 added this this week. Mm. Drew Locke, 43, Kyla Murray, 41, Stidham, 24, and Dwayne Haskins, another 21 added. Yeah, you know, that makes sense, actually, because it's like all those people that bought that stuff preseason, like, yeah. um, they're throwing them to Greg at the wrong time, where they waited too long, and now they lost a lot of money while it was sitting there. <laughs> to our point, though, right? This is yep. what happens sometimes, and you, yep. you try to get those, grade, those grades in. Well... You probably should have sold those uh, Daniel Jones and Jarrett Stadhams a little earlier. <laughs> yeah, Stadham hasn't done anything. Yeah, the uh, Haskins already got benched, and then Locke, not not doing much. So yeah, the tough tough group. What do you? Who do you think was the highest PSA ten uh, price change this week? This week, in in one week. Yeah, I was tracking it week over week. Well, I mean. Well, like Taysom Hill, you said, like, and he, I know he had a big bump. Um, Taysom Hill went up 530, up 530. Um, Patrick Mahomes went up another $890 in the last week. And that's just on his PSA 10 silver price? It's PSA 10. Um, so he didn't have a silver, right? or he only had a silver. Was that oh, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. So Tyreek Hill. Up $250. Oh, yeah. That's an obvious one after his 260-yard monster day. Insane. He he should have had a touchdown last week. They didn't challenge it. And then he had a touchdown called back, too. (laughs) Crazy week. Who would you take, DK or Tyreek right now to build Uh, your around? You know, it's really hard because I just feel – the thing about Tyreek is I just think he's going to be really effective for a really long time. Like, DK is so big, I just like – gosh. I would probably take DK just because I think that 
I think that he'll probably have the longer career, I think, in terms mm. of the big numbers. But it, that's a tough one, man, because they're like they're almost like the complete opposite type of receiver. You have DK, who's just a like physical specimen, jump ball guy, strong, and then Tyreek, just pure speedster. So depending on how long Tyreek can be pure speed, I think is kind of the answer. If Tyreek can still have that level of speed for until he's 32, 33, then he'll probably be pretty pretty good, kind of similar to A.J. Brown was. Or, mm. sorry, Antonio Brown was. But yeah. uh, what do you think? I would take Tyreek. Yeah. What's that? He's got the younger quarterback too. So yeah. Yeah. Nice. Hey, can I show you one uh one headline news that came across today that was interesting? Yeah. This was floating around our uh Discord as well. You mm. see Kevin Durant came in as an investor in Starstock. Wow. <laughs> it's kind of cool the players are getting really involved in this stuff. They are. So you got the Vaynerchucks, you got um, Matt Delavadova, you have Kevin Durant. There's some big time names kind of flowing in to back, you know, brand names in the hobby. It's kind of fun to see. Oh, that's cool. So, that was awesome. Anyway. All right. All right. I hijacked the last few minutes of your Oh, that's good. I forgot to slide that in. That's my bad. What do you got planned for the holidays, Ty? something fun your family does for the holidays? Um, we are, we're already starting our little holiday movie run. So we walk, run through all the movies, right? With the kids. Yeah. Start with like the Santa Clauses. Then we go to the home alones and then we do like the jingle all the way and we get all those. It's, uh, probably the next week or so. We'll probably go every, every night until we hit Christmas Eve. Perfect. And then we'll, we go and we'll let the kids pick out some stuff at Samaritan's purse and we, we try to sponsor some stuff going on overseas it's kind of fun to do that together with him as they get older they kind of get it right you can like yeah take care of uh, folks overseas it's kind of fun that's awesome Good, so, man. What about you? um well i think my kids are much younger so like a lot of those shows you mentioned they still wouldn't really grasp them yet being three and five but they kind of caught on to elf on the shelf tradition i don't know if you've heard of that before but take the elf and you hide around the house every night and watch it to make sure you do good things so they definitely love that idea um, this year we started a thing that my wife's been wanting to do for a long time. Uh, went and bought a, 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 baby, a baby Christmas tree that you keep in your house for till the spring and then you go plant it, um, okay. out in the forest, but we'll, we'll put a geocache on it. So like geocaching as a family. So kind of gives a landmark for our trees for the next few years going forward. So do some fun things like that. It's kind of like those little traditions. We are, we're just starting to build the tradition. So it's kind of fun to think of things to do. So definitely. Yeah. yeah, man. Yeah. That's awesome. That's a, yeah. that's cool. Perfect. Well, thanks for being off of week 13. We'll come back to week 14 and uh, keep on trucking. Good luck in those fancy matchups and uh, enjoy the prism. All right, man. Have a good week. You as well.